Welcome to Life Lessons with Lens. Today we have Natalie Pelletier. I believe I'm pronouncing you, that right. You, you did. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Um, Natalie is an actress and model here in LA, and she also recently started a new podcast. So we're really excited to hear about that. Yes. Welcome. How are you? I'm good. You know, got some wine. Yeah. And happy it's, hour. It's happy hour right now. So life is great. Nice. Uh-huh. So. Tell us how how did you get to LA? I know you just mentioned you're from Chicago. Yes, um, I've actually been here for almost six years, okay. which you know time flies when you're having yeah. fun. <laughs> um, but I I moved out here right after pretty much right after I graduated college. But mm-hmm. I mean. It, going all the way back to when I was in kindergarten. Mm-hmm. You know, they, like, ask you what you want to be when you grow up. Yeah. And I told my mom, I was like, I want to be an actress and a waitress. <laughs> so, yes. She was like, oh, honey, you can do both. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people in L.A. do. <laughs> right, right. I mean, and, and that's, like, definitely part of my narrative and experience yeah. being out here. Um, but I knew after college that L.A. was, LA was the place to, mm-hmm. you know, pursue my dreams and my passions and, yeah. you know, come out here and I haven't looked back. Did you go to college for acting? Or I did. did yeah. yeah. I went to the University of North Carolina. I'm actually wearing a, a Chapel Hill shirt. So oh, nice. right now. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I was there for acting. But when I went to university, I had the opportunity to like get a BFA um, uh-huh. and go to Michigan and do their acting program oh, or nice. go to UNC and sort of have like a full college experience. Mm-hmm. And I really thought I was going to go to Michigan because I was like, okay, acting, like this is what I'm going to do, be at a conservatory. And then my dad, he made me go back down to Chapel Hill one more time Mm -hmm. to like check it out. And the the head of the drama department gave me this tour and he sat me down in his office and he was like, I'm like tearing up talking about this. He was like, well, what else do you want to do when you're here? And I was like, oh my God, like, I mean, I want to be in an acapella group and I maybe want to study something else other Mm -hmm. than theater. And like, I want to be in a sorority. And I really just wanted to get that like full college experience. Mm -hmm. And that conversation, just him being like, well, what other passions do you want to pursue? Was like, okay, this is, this is where I'm going. And I was able to have like a full college experience that I had envisioned, right. you know, as a little girl in, in high school, mm-hmm. while also still getting to be in some fabulous shows yeah. and and pursue all that. So I love that um, mm-hmm. you just said you were tearing up when when I feel when like the universe or source or anything is like really talking to us and like kind of steps into what we thought our path should be. Uh-huh. That's when we get like emotional. It's like this was this this was pinpointed for me. And although I thought my cards were going to go one way, this one conversation that the universe planted in, you know, was a seed for totally. so much. There was also this like crazy visual mm-hmm. that came too. So my dad went to Notre Dame mm-hmm. and they, all of the players, like before they go on, um, they tap this sign that says play like a champion today. Mm-hmm. And when the head of the drama department was giving me the tour, he, um, Jeff Cornell, by the way, he walked me through the like main stage, and there was a sign in the same font as that that said, "Act like a champion today." Oh wow! So I was like, "Oh my god, this is nuts!" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's those little signs that we have to mm-hmm. pay attention to because they're actually the bigger signs. That's something we talk about a lot on on this mm-hmm. show is um, a- acknowledging those those quote-unquote little signs because they're actually not and they are a sign from the universe source god whatever you know whatever Mm -hmm. you believe as your higher power and we're all 
so fortunate to receive those but I think the problem is a lot of people don't listen or they're scared of it or totally you know or um, it's just so opposite of what they thought yeah that, you know it's like that's so mm-hmm. cool I mm-hmm. love that story um so then from there you decided I'm ready for LA ready for LA okay. and um you know I had been auditioning since I was a little kid mm-hmm. in Chicago so mm-hmm. I was sort of used to that world in a sense um yeah, and I packed my bags and I drove across the country with my dad. And did one, you know where you were staying? Or I did actually. Okay. One of my best friends, um, who's also an actress, she mm-hmm. went to UCLA. We, um, or I mean, she technically found our place. Yeah, and I, you know, drove up with the U-Haul and moved in with her. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was the two of us just taking over, taking over LA. I mean, we've been friends, Maddie McCormick and I, since we were. I mean, we've known each other. God, there are pictures of us of when we were, like, in Irish step dancing, like, school <laughs> at, like, five years old. But we really be became cutest. friends <laughs> when we were in fifth grade. Um, and we've been acting, I mean, minus being in college, but, right. like, all throughout middle school and mm-hmm. high school, we were always in, like, plays and shows together. So then we're like, all right, well, we, we got to live together and just, like, yeah. do it. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's great. That's yeah. great to have a buddy that's on your same same way. Oh my god, the two of us. I mean, just this business in general has so many highs and lows, and yeah. it's just so important. We've been able to lean on each other mm-hmm. so much throughout throughout it all. Yeah, that's something. That's a good point to bring up. This business is it's a roller coaster, you yeah. know. And how do you think? Like, how have you um, been able to have such a thick skin through all of you know? It, it, every audition is it's kind of like a job interview and you kind of take it away like I know in the beginning I've, everybody takes it personal you know and yeah. it's something you have to learn not to but what have been some of your tricks you know to not take it personal and that's one thing I wanted to start this podcast for is mm-hmm. to you know it is more entertainment driven it's it's driven towards anybody can listen to it and anybody will get any something out of it right. at the end but the initial thought process was to help people in entertainment not feel you know, not feel the ups and low ups and downs is is like e- excessively, I guess. You know, and mm-hmm. try to somewhat stay in the middle and and know that you know still stay on your right path. Totally, I I definitely think that you have to develop a thick skin, and it does take time. And even though I've been out here auditioning consistently for six years and doing it since I was little, like at home, mm-hmm. it, there are still days when it when it stings more than you want it to. Mm-hmm. Um, because you were really certain that you were the right fit for that role right. or, or you were on hold for something and then yeah. the, the being on hold is released and it's just like, oh, what was it? Yeah. You know, and you like, you can't let those questions yeah. flood your head and you can't, you can also, I mean, I always, my big thing is like, if it's meant for me, it, it'll be meant for me. Right. And, and I don't have to be anyone else besides myself to receive that. Mm-hmm. Like, I I don't have to put on, oh, what do they want? Like, I think that's the the toughest hurdle for me to get over was trying to, like, um, not be like, oh, my God, is this what they want to see? It's like, right. no, I, I can confidently do this, and mm-hmm. this is, like, I don't have to be getting it right or wrong. It's like, this is my interpretation. I'm right. They called me in for a reason already, yeah. so it's not like I, I, I don't, like, fit what they're looking for already so it's just um it's kind of another good thing is to try to like 
take yourself out of it and just know that it it isn't personal at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. You might look like their um you know, their ex-girlfriend or right. their <laughs> or like something so crazy you might be like two inches taller than whoever um they might have gone and cast um someone who looks too much like you already you know it's just there are so many things are out of your control so the controllables that you can control are your thoughts Mm -hmm. and how much you prepare Mm -hmm. and um how much you're able to just like pursue other things outside of auditioning and not make that um you're like end all and be all like, you know, it's not like you have to find the wins in other ways besides Mm -hmm. booking it Mm -hmm. because you like, even if you are Meryl Streep, but she'll like book everything because she's (laughs) Meryl Streep. So bad example. But like, even if you are like at the top of your game or, Mm -hmm. you know, not everything, regardless of how talented and right you are for a certain role are necessarily going to go to you. Mm -hmm. So you just, you just like, I don't know. I've, I've found that also having other, interests and loves have sort of helped so I'm not just just sitting around waiting to, to see if if I booked right x y or z you know yeah no I love that you said that and about like your thoughts and just kind of you know think positively about it and and I always say like think you you already have it in the bag you know yeah. and just with anything else you know you want to visualize you know that you're already on set working mm-hmm. with that certain but at the end of the day you also can't beat yourself up if they don't pick you a funny thing I was gonna say when you were like you might never know why they didn't pick you I've had breakdowns where casting will send like the exact description of who they want and they'll give images we would like them to look like this and I'm like oh that actually is my model would you just like to book her and they're like no thank you this is and it's like what what I don't understand (laughs) like they'll pull from like other campaigns or go on Instagram and it's like you these are literally my models I had that for a hair care project not too long ago I'm like that's my model. That's you know. And that's they were like, so crazy. No, it's okay. And it. I don't know. I don't still know what the reason it is. Right. And, and just from the other end mm-hmm. of the pers- of the this entire equation with an agent being in, I just got off the phone with my mom right before you got here, and I was like, I'm so frustrated because I had a big Lululemon campaign on mm-hmm. hold, and they're like, We love her. She was one of our top picks but we're gonna keep her you know we'll keep all of her info because she had to make this yoga video and do all this and they're like but we're just gonna go another direction and I'm like okay well that's so frustrating on my end too you know Mm -hmm. and it's like just knowing that no matter what end you're on you might never know the answer and for a bigger company and I'm Mm -hmm. sure a lot of the stuff that you're doing you know is more like aspirational lifestyle type stuff where there's a lot more than one cook in the kitchen. You know, yeah. it could be the photographer. It could be the ad agency. It could mm-hmm. be the director that worked with somebody else on a shoot. And they're like, oh, I've already worked with this other girl. Let's just bring her on. Yeah. You know, and it totally. could be the most last minute decision. And mm-hmm. I've been this like more recently trying to ask, you know, oh, if you didn't use my guy or girl, who did you use? And sometimes they'll tell you, sometimes they won't. Yeah. Um, but and always doing your homework, like watching commercials, looking at looking through all the websites and print ads and magazines and mm-hmm. seeing, like, the trends that they're doing. And, um, yeah, I think that always helps, too. But you could go and, and you're Caucasian and go and see, oh, they booked a, an African-American girl, you know? And right. it's like, mm-hmm. I don't know why, but they did, you know? I know, yeah. I I was on a callback last week for a commercial, and they clearly just didn't know 
how they wanted to cast it because mm-hmm. a lot of times I'll go and it'll be like, oh, the, they're, these girls are like very similar looking to me. But with this, right. there was such a myriad of people. Mm-hmm. There were guys and girls, all like different, you know, skin tones and everything. Right. So I was like, okay, well, the, they once they like put one piece in the puzzle, I feel like it'll mm-hmm. all fall together. But yeah, the they that was one where I was like, this is anyone's game, right? You know, <laughs> and, and that also could have been um, like what you said. Once they put one piece into the puzzle, because they're trying to do a group of you guys, you right? Know, where exactly. Like a lot of e-commerce these days, and and just some more of like the solely online shopping. It's just like one girl in an outfit or whatever, or right? Like some catalog stuff. But when you're doing more of the bigger campaigny stuff, it's you know, they're booking five roles or they want a family or they want a group of friends and if mm-hmm. they like you but then there's another girl that kind of looked like you, they have to pick between the two of you. you exactly. Know? It's like, unless yeah. it's the sisters. <laughs> right. And then I'm like, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Sign me up. Yeah. So, well, that's good. Thanks for the tips on, you know, just having, you know, knowing that you're not, knowing that you're not alone in the the the, the yeah. process of, of it all. And just, just like not being feel. like too hard on yourself. Mm-hmm. I know that there are days where I like beat myself up over stuff, but it's like at the end of the day, what purpose is that doing? I could put the energy to mm-hmm. like other use. I can, you know, I, obviously I, th- I am a very positive person. I still have negative thoughts that come up and like, you know, acknowledge them and journal it out and right. then move on. So is that, that's one of your techniques is journaling? Yeah, through journaling definitely is is something that's been so helpful. Um, when do you do that? I'm, when my, my best friend Katie, she um, she wakes up in the morning and she writes three pages every single morning, and that seems to be like her technique of yeah. Know, figuring sometimes it out. sometimes that's me. I'll like want to wake up and journal, but other times it's really helpful for me to do right before I go to bed. Oh, because then I'm just instead of like all the thoughts are circulating. I just can, like, let it out on the page mm-hmm. and then, like, go to bed and not be, like, wheel spinning. Yeah, that's a you good know? idea. And I just, like, sometimes it's even just, like, lists. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not even, like, oh, my God, I'm feeling this way or I, you know, ran into this issue. Sometimes it's just, like, a random smattering of things, mm-hmm. that, of thoughts that I've, like, had throughout the day, whether mm-hmm. it's, like, respond to this and then don't forget to share this and you know all right. that kind of stuff but at least that way it um I found that it just like helps me sleep better because I've like gotten out yeah. all the, spewed out all the things that's a good idea I find myself like dreaming about my days and what I have to do the next day <laughs> right right right, right. <laughs> so that's that's been really helpful for me to to journal at night good yeah I love that so uh, besides the dream of wanting to be an actress, the mm-hmm. other dream was wanting to be a waitress. So yes. now, how has this come and folded? Yeah, your so um, my love of food started when I was very young. My grandpa had a restaurant in Chicago, nice. so I've like always been surrounded by food. My family, like, it was always just you know big family meals and that kind of stuff. So, um, being out in LA, I have definitely had to, you know, work as an act uh, as a waitress to supplement my income, which has been great and like made a family out of that. Yeah, those people. Sure. Um, but it's it's also just turned into a podcast because Yay. I have yes, it's called Family Meal, and it has turned into me wanting to hear other people's stories of how they grew up and what their family 
life was and sharing a family recipe because nice. like everyone has the like you know grandma's lemon bars yeah. or it's like my dad's jerk chicken mm-hmm. or or what have you but it's also been cool because I've worked in so many cool restaurants mm-hmm. family meals a thing that we share before service mm-hmm. um together usually it's like we're like already working and we're just kind of like shoveling food down mm-hmm. um but the concept behind family meal to you know at a kitchen is to like sit together before the service starts and I'll just like share a meal um so that's been really special to talk to people in the food industry mm-hmm. about things and I've just myself I'm that friend who's like Natalie where, where should we go eat you know I right. like know I like am up to speed on all of the restaurants and love eating out and Good. just like exploring new flavors and um you know, it takes you to different neighborhoods of LA and yeah. just like always being curious and exploring and wanting to learn. So that's what sparked me wanting to do the podcast. And it's funny because kind of going back to the like inner monologue thoughts, I'm like, well, is this silly of me to do? Because then will people see me as like a food person instead of an actress? And, you know, one of the things that a friend and acting teachers told me was like, if the horse is running in one direction, like, don't get off of it. You right. know, like, it's like if this, mo- like, keep the momentum yeah. going. You don't have to, like, force something because you think that it's not going to lead to one place. It's like, if this stuff's working for you, right? keep doing it. It's funny that you say that because I had a guest, um, Kieran Roberts, who's one of my good friends. I, I repped him. I met him when I used to do commercials, and I repped him commercially, like, nine years ago in mm-hmm. He was when he when we were speaking on the podcast. He he also owns a juice bar now. He's opening a ramen bar and he's also does voiceover and TV acting uh-huh. and all that. And he was like, I was scared to tell you during our our initial meeting for commercials that I was doing this juice bar and I was doing that because he thought I he he said I thought you wouldn't take me as seriously as an actor. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing is, for me anyway, I can't speak for other other agents, but. One of the main things, like, when I meet somebody, I'm like, what else do you do? Like, yeah. what makes you interesting? Because guess what? There's 200,000 actors on L.A. casting right yeah. now. Yeah. What makes you different? Why are they going to want to book you over mm-hmm. this person or this person or this person? And, you know, today I met with a girl, and she's been playing piano for 17 years. And I that made me love her more. She's yes. bilingual. She, You know, and there were mm-hmm. other things going on besides, oh, I just moved here six months ago from Orlando. And, you know, like, right. and I'm like, I want to know. Because guess what? So does casting. We're sick. I mean, I've been doing this almost 10 years. Like, mm-hmm. there's no more just, it's not just a pretty face anymore. Right. You know, they want to do what community service are you doing? What mm-hmm. what sports and activities and how can you relate with their brand? Um, yeah. And so doing doing the food thing and, and, and knowing that you have a personality big enough to not only be an actress and, and act like somebody else, but do a podcast and you... Mm-hmm are yourself, yeah. you know, and, and to have that personality that you can go in front of a casting director. And, you know, that's what I always look for. It's like, mm-hmm. who, who, how are you going to be in the casting room? Why are they going to choose you over the, uh, the hundred other, other people right. that look just like you, you mm-hmm. know, for those castings where they do just look, look like, like you, me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's, it's like, what's going to differentiate you? So I applaud that. So, you know, of having other interests because it is important. And, and you never know. Whoops! Cheers. Yeah, <laughs> cheers. Hear my ding. Um, you here? We might as well really yeah, cheers. cheers to that. <laughs> but um, you know, I, I lost my train of thought. But it's it's 
thank you for having other interests, you know, and, and encourage other people in the industry to have other interests because you never know when that role's going to come up right. that they need a foodie. Look at, like, the Julia Childs and that movie, you know, oh, like, exactly. or any, mm-hmm. any of the other ones. Um, but that food is a, you know, a common thing theme in. Mm-hmm. Um, I love food shows. Right? So. I know. <laughs> love all the unscripted food shows. Love the scripted food shows. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's just been a good reminder for me, especially seeing the, like, aspirational women like, you know, the Jessica Albas of the world right. and the Gwyneth Paltrow's of the world and how they've sort of been able to create their empires that aren't – that are business-focused right. or, you know, focused outside of something that is – while being creative is, you know, not in the entertainment sort right. of realm. And so I think that it's great that we're at this point where – it is like, oh yeah, I'm I'm a multi hyphenate human, yeah. you know. <laughs> the slash generation, There's the slash whole, generation. We did a podcast on that. I'm like, I love that we're this, 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 this. Right. You know, and yeah, it, and as in anything, like you really can't spread yourself too thin. You can't be great at everything, but right. also. The billionaires of the world, they're not only doing one thing. Right. You know, they <laughs> like, let's be honest and yes. look at like a grander scheme of not even just acting, like just world, you know, mm-hmm. world successful people that you know they're doing this and this and they have their foot in this and an investment in this right they're not just one thing and believe me i am like there are plenty of things that i am not great at Mm -hmm. like i cannot motivate myself to go to the gym unless it's like a class like i if i'm at the gym by myself it's like game over so i'm like okay (laughs) i know this about myself i need someone to make me work out you know and so i think that that's another like smart thing for for anyone is just to realize their their strengths and be very much okay that they have weaknesses Mm -hmm. because you know then it's like great delineate that task to someone else right (laughs) help help a sister out no i know that um so if you have a lesson throughout all of your experiences and your travels and your Mm -hmm. you know whether it be for acting or food business or podcast or whatever have you, like, what would you leave with our listeners? Um, and you couldn't say more than one, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, my, I think my main lesson and how I love to live and what I just, like, aim to spread is that you, as a person, and again, this is something that I work on every day, are capable of so much more than you than you know. Mm-hmm. And that the world has so many opportunities for you that you just need to be open to accepting those. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't um, – I just – I love exploring. I love staying, staying curious. And, you know, by keeping your curiosity at peak, it'll – always lead you in some direction, whether that's a direction you thought you were going in, a direction you didn't think you were going in. Um, so just like remaining very open, mm-hmm. I think, is is one of those things. Open and curious and um, just able to roll with the punches because, you know, mm-hmm. life is never how you imagined it. And I think it's just important to acknowledge that even if we are now, like, living until we're 100, you know, or mm-hmm. h- however, just to still live each day, 
extremely fully and extremely like with curiosity mm-hmm. um, just to really just soak up all of the goodness that that's out there. Mm-hmm. Because even if it's just, you know, oh, I'm going to go to um, the other little coffee shop that's in my neighborhood that I haven't explored. And then, you know, you get to see a whole new set of faces and acknowledge them and smile and do whatever mm-hmm. and then go about the rest of your day. Like that's I don't know. To me, that's sort of what what living life really fully means. Mm-hmm. So stay curious. Stay curious. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> well, uh, thank you so much. So let um, will you let all of our listeners know where to find you and where to find your podcast? Yes. Okay. So the podcast Family Meal is available on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, all those good things. Um, it also has its own Instagram that is family underscore meal underscore podcast. And then my personal Instagram is Irish Freckle Girl, which, fun fact, was my screen name back in the oh, day. for I am. <laughs> for I, yeah. Mm-hmm. A-I-M. Yes, Insta- AOL Instant Messenger, Irish Freckle Girl. Some of you might be too young to know what that is. But, but um, <laughs> it was the greatest thing, and uh, I just kept it. And it's just worked ever since. So. I love it. Yeah. It fits you well. Yes, thank you. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Um, thank you. So glad to have you, and thank you for all of our listeners. Have a wonderful day. I love you all.